Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today we bask in the light of mustachial greatness. That is my horrible Charles Bronson impression, which I'm sure everybody's very used to me really just mucking up the impressions. Yes, we welcome back the mustachioed legend that was honored in the first episode of this podcast way back on May 31st, 2020. It has been a little bit. But we aren't talking Death Wish. No, we are talking 1977's The White Buffalo, a movie that I'm not sure kind of knew what the hell it wanted to be. I mean, it's a film that touches on American imperialism and its devastating effect on the indigenous people already settled in the country. But at the same time, a woman takes a bullet up the bunghole. So, uh, you know, who knows? Anyway, enough messing around. Let's throw on some steampunk sunglasses, head out to Cheyenne, and beat the rust off an animatronic white buffalo. Now play that shit theme song. It's the most podcast you We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now the game's a legendary hairy upper lips. It's the mustachio. What is up? This is your host, Daniel J. Segura. And today, we are having our first, since the break, since the break I took, we're having our first solo cholo! <laughs> what is up? We are back. And, uh, yeah, I decided to do a little solo cholo. Why not, you know? I, I, I didn't know if this movie was any good. It came up. I was on a on a different pod. I was guessing on a podcast. I'm so sorry if I fucked this up. I think it's called the Jacked Up Review Podcast, and I uh, guessed it on that show. Had a lot of fun. Everyone that was on that episode was incredibly knowledgeable because um, it was about Charles Bronson, and we talked about pretty much the man, the myth, the legend, his film career in general. We went through a few of uh, kind of highlighted a few films. Um, some of the films oh yeah the jacked up review show podcast and uh, so yeah we talked about Bronson and the white buffalo came up and I mentioned to them like I yeah I'd never heard of it and I just thought it was so weird that it was kind of like this fantasy it's like a western film but it has some fantasy elements and some horror elements as well it's directed by Jay Lee Thompson you got Jack Warden in this one which you know Jack Warden, you gotta love him. Awesome. You got uh, Will Sampson, who just kicks ass as Crazy Horse uh, slash Worm. We also get a uh, we get Ed Lauder. You get Ed Lauder, who I think is in Death Wish three. I'm pretty confident he's in the Death Wish, which is one of my favorite ones. And we will be doing an episode at some point where I'm gonna have a few guests on, and we're gonna talk about our favorite Death Wish movies and defend that that movie defend that movie against the other ones. But yes, Ed Lautner is awesome. Honestly, wish he had a, a little bit more screen time. He sort of just disappears. Uh, he's in a couple of scenes and then he's gone. But the one scene he's in, he just pones it, dude. It's so fun. So yeah, so I decided to watch The White Buffalo. I had some free time. And it was not what I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be... I guess a little more fun in a way or a little bit. It's this this movie's kind of like sloggy. And it tries to kind of communicate through 
the 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 theme of it is basically Bronson is playing uh, Wild Bill Hickok. Hickok, and um, who is a famous gunslinger and other stuff, Western uh, symbol of American some stuff, and. <laughs> A uh, real big history above. <laughs> I just know he's a he's a big Western. Uh, I I still don't know the words. I don't know. There's a word I'm trying to think of. Figure. I don't know. Anyway, while Bill Hickok, he's having some bad dreams. He's having himself some bad dreams about this animatronic buffalo one of the things about this movie that where i think it kind of messed up right away was it shows us the fucking buffalo like i understand it's called a white buffalo so i know that the cuz i see this kind of as like a monster type movie or like not a monster movie but you know like the movies like a nature horror where you know you have like a grizzly bear that's hunting you down it's always bears for some reason um but there's been a whole bunch of other ones, you know. There's been some with just dogs, for God's sakes. And so, you know, you have those kind of movies. But I think it would have been really dope if they just showed little things uh, of the white buffalo initially. Like maybe just his hoof or an eyeball or, you know, his big giant block teeth or a horn or something. But they, we see him right away. And I don't know what people thought of it back then because... I don't know. It being 1977, maybe this was incredibly impressive. And I will say, in general, it looks cool. But I think at the time, making something that's animatronic move naturally was incredibly difficult. And so when the white buffalo is running, it just looks like he's like on a cloud. And he's just kind of running in the air. And it looks a little silly to me. So I kind of wish they had just waited to uh, to show the white buffalo just to keep things a little intriguing. But no, it just opens up with the, you know, Wild Bill's having a bad dream. And they're in the middle of like a snowstorm. And the white buffalo just like busts open this giant rock pile. And Bill Hickok happens to be in a train. He wakes up from his dream and he just shoots the shit out of the ceiling. And he's in the lower bunk. So the engineer that comes through is like, yo, dude, like you would have sent this dude to fucking hell, man, if there was anybody above you. Like, what's wrong with you, dude? Put your fucking guns away. Why do you, <laughs> why do you go to sleep? I mean, I guess at this point, because I guess while Bill's been around for a while, he looks like he's like, you know, late 40s or something. I guess at this point, you know, he's developed such a reputation that he's, 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 uh, What's the word when you're like infamous, you know? So he's having these bad dreams. He comes to the conclusion that he needs to go out to Cheyenne and find out if this white buffalo exists. Uh, the engineer does tell him the next day that the last white buffalo was killed. So this is a type of buffalo that I guess – I don't know if that if, it, if they exist in real life. I didn't check that. But I do know that they mean something to Native Americans, and they, they, they do symbolize uh, something in their culture. So maybe they do exist. I wouldn't be surprised if every now and then an albino buffalo is born, and it probably sticks out like a thumb, like a sore thumb. 
But the way the movie opens up, it kind of feels like it's going to be a little more on the horror genre because the music is really freaking creepy and uh, it just feels like, oh, this is going to be dark. Uh, I don't know why, but you just feel that way. But then things kind of change. It's like part of the, the, I would say like the first third of the film feels, other than the nightmare part, feels like a Western movie. Like it just feels like, you know, a guy traveling, mysterious person travels. He's going by a different name right now. His hair's all long and shit. Charles Bronson's looking great. He does this thing where, like, he grows the corner of his stash super long. I don't know about that look, but he, you know, he pulls it off okay. And it's it it has that Western vibe, you know, mysterious guy traveling to a little town. Well, I guess most towns were small at the time. This is like 1800s or something. Um, going to this town, running into people that don't like him. <laughs> Because he's he's fucked with a lot of people. And not only that, when he arrives in town, we find out that he killed a really important person in the Sioux, in the, in the, in the Sioux tribe. I think it was like Whispering Jack or something. I might be wrong, but he killed like a very important person in that tribe. And so if any of them, he's like most wanted to them. So if any, any uh, Sioux see, sees him, Sioux sees him, woof. They're going to kill him on the spot or maybe capture him and who knows what. So that plus there's a bunch of other that also white folks that want to kill his ass too. So he's pretty much hated on both sides. And so he does get over to Cheyenne eventually and Captain Custer finds out. And this is probably one of the best scenes in the beginning of the film. This is the Ed Lauder scene. Super freaking fun. He's like, he's like, I hate that son of a bitch. I can't wait to fucking shoot his ass in the face. And, and it's funny because the bartender's like, shut up, dude. Like, <laughs> it's really funny how the, the bartender, I think his name is Patty, or at least that's what Custer keeps calling him. He's calling him Patty. And he tells the bartender, you want me as an enemy, Patty? And then the bartender tells Captain Custer, you never did give me goosebumps, Tom. Like, damn, bro. Damn, that's a mad flex. And he didn't say anything back. So uh, Custer's whole plan is to just basically ambush. They don't even have to really do much because Hickok's coming to them. They're like at this bar where he's planning on visiting anyway. I guess when someone comes into town and you literally have one of everything – you kind of have an idea. You could just wait them out. They're going to come into some one of those places. You can hang out in the mailing area or in the 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 bar or, you know, the the, the bordello or whatever. You know, like they're going to come around eventually. It must have been hard being a wanted man. Well, I mean, I guess it depends. Like right now it's hard being a wanted man because there's just technology and everything. It's very difficult to get away and like get off the grid. It's possible, but we don't have the – Depending on the person, like me personally, you know, if I needed to get off the grid, I would have a lot to learn. I'm from the inner city. I don't know shit about that thing. I, I don't know if I've ever even started a fire like by scratch, you know, like with the little stick and shit. I feel like I could do it. I got I got fast hands, you know, I got fast hands, um, but they are very sensitive. So I would need gloves probably. My hands were not made for hard labor, or maybe because of I haven't done a lot of hard labor, my hands are as soft as a baby's butt. And not that I know how soft baby's butts are. I've never touched one. But 
I'm assuming. It's a saying, so it's got to be true, right? Um, I'm, oh, I should take that out. I don't want people thinking my hands are as soft as a baby's butt. That's weird. Anyway, I probably won't take it out. You know what? Just to kind of cleanse, just to kind of do a cleanse, let's let's go to this commercial about a podcast that is part of the Podmoth Network. Enjoy, you sons of bitches. What is up? I am speaking to you from a different timeline. Not not really. It's just a little bit after I recorded this episode. Anyway, I wanted to tell you about the odd entity podcast the odd entity the odd entity (laughs) so this show is your bi-weekly foray into the weird wonky and sometimes straight up spooky join host janine mercer as she leads you down the twisted pathways of history and tackles tales of the paranormal weird historical people and practices and so much more the identity podcast a proud member of the pod moth media network the same sons of bitches that love my show it can be found on twitter and instagram by following at identity that's o double d's you know you like them e-n-t E N T I T Y pod O double D E N T I T Y pod. And uh, it's available wherever you binge your podcast. So just find the damn podcast and check it out. God damn it. And we are back. Okay. So they do the whole ambush thing. This, the, the fight scene when he comes in, they like, it's crazy. Like rip his guns out of his red sash. Like immediately rip his guns out, beat the shit out of him, and then they just start making him dance because there's like four or five, you know, it's probably like five or six actually of these like little trooper guys. They're all dressed like, I don't know, they look silly. They have like yellow. I'm sure there's a name for that kind of soldier at the time, but they have like little yellow sashes. They look like little Boy Scouts. It's not intimidating at all. And they start shooting at the feet of Hickok. Good old Patty, the bartender, he uh, pushes over some guns, and he's like, get him, motherfucker. That's not, <laughs> that's not the way he said <laughs> that's not That's not how he talked. <laughs> I don't know why he did that. But he, he sends him the guns, and Hickok's able to kill, like, five of them, and one of them gets away. Unfortunately, one of the dudes he kills, uh, I, his last name's Kyleen. But his older brother is uh, is like a scary person in town. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but <laughs> a scary person in town. Oh, God. His name's Whistling Jack. Yeah, Whistling Jack Kylie. Oh, that's why I said Whispering Jack. I was getting it confused. It's like Whisper or something, the, the, the Sioux <laughs> tribe member that he killed. Yeah, but Whistling Jack... Kyleen and his posse, they come into this bar and we have Hickok there with his friend Charlie. I believe his name is Charlie. I really should pay attention to these movies better. Yeah, Charlie Zane. So him and his friend Charlie. By the way, the first time we see Charlie, he's in this like 
mountain air range mountain he's in a like you know we have treat areas he's in a mountain area and he's like in a canyon there's a good I was trying to fucking think of, oh god I hate everybody and I hate everything why do I do this this will be over soon so he's in a canyon all of a sudden this avalanche starts that's one thing we learn about the white buffalo specifically you would think a herd of buffalo I could see that creating an avalanche. I could totally see that. You know, you got like 30, 40 buffalo just kind of running down, you know. Kind of reminds me of like the Lion King. I know those were like wilder, wildebeest. Is that what those are called? Or am I way off? I don't know. But very similar. It's dangerous. I could see that creating a sort of avalanche or like a rock pile, whatever. But this fucking one buffalo seems to be able to do that quite easily, whether it's snow, whether it's, you know, fall. It doesn't matter. This this fucking thing moves around, and it just is able to just make the land fall down. That's such a weird way to say that. That's like what, like, some, like, caveman would say. For the first avalanche, he said, land, fall down. Goes <laughs> to show you where my brain is right now. Jeez. And another thing about that Charlie scene... We get a close-up of his face, and he's looking around because he, he, hears, he hears rumbling. Both his pupils are moving fine. But then later in the movie, we find out one of his eyes are glass. He has a glass eye. And they do have a scene later on where he pulls it out, and they did some you know, simple makeup special effects to kind of make it look like he doesn't have an eyeball. But it's like it kind of fucked me over because I was like, oh, that guy's eyes were fine. Like they should have never done a close up of his fucking face because right away I'm like, OK. But uh, aside from all that, Charlie and Hickok are in that bar and there's this whole like unspoken standoff in a way where it's pretty obvious that Kyleen is trying to set up a kill. He sends his men. He sends his men over because he's sitting at a table. He sends his posse over to kind of scope out to see if that's Hickok and, and all that shit. And they're talking shit back and forth a little bit. And there's this fairly dope action scene in the bar. You know, a couple of his, a couple of the posse dies. And then I think Kylene tells Hickok, like, yo, this ain't over, man. Like, this is not over. He killed my brother, blah, blah, blah. So from there, that's pretty much the last time we're, like, in town. Like, the rest of the movie is all out in the wilderness because they decide to go on this hunt for the white buffalo. But there is, there is like, a brief scene where he catches up with uh, Poker Jenny. And uh, this, is, she's, uh, this is played by Kim Novak, who's she's really good. The little bit that she's in, she's good. Um, by the way, that's a, there's a part where, like, she's getting ready to sleep with them. Because uh, I guess they were an item back in the day, or maybe they were just like you know, like like I have bartenders that I really like, right? And so I like to go to their bars when I know they're working. I don't normally go to the bar if I know they're not working because I don't know. I just it just makes me feel more comfortable. I'm kind of weird and like neurotic, so it just helps me to feel more comfortable if I know somebody behind the bar. And I think that's the way it was back then with, you know, whorehouses. <clears throat> you know, you kind of had your your favorite sex worker. And uh, you stuck to that sex worker. It's consistent. You know what to expect. Which is so weird, by the way. Like, kind of defeats the purpose, right? Because you're going 
to a place like that because you like casual sex, but then you end up kind of creating relationships in a way like weird. I mean, they're, they're paid relationships, but the relationships anyway, uh, no need to go into all that, but <laughs> he obviously, she was one of his faves. <laughs> so she's getting ready and he's like, ah, I'm sorry. I, I can't. And she's like, why? And he's like, ah, some bitch giving STD. <laughs> He doesn't say it like that, but apparently got an STD from somebody. He says it like in a Western way. That's the way I'll say it. He says it in a Western way where someone get you know gave him a little something weird down there. So Hickok, not really using it. There's an easy joke in there, but Tim's not here to come up with it. So anyway, they go out. There's like a nice little standoff because. Hickok and Charlie are out and they were hanging out in this mountain. Oh, actually, just before that, there is a part where uh, Crazy Horse, he's so I haven't really talked that much about Crazy Horse. So Crazy Horse uh, played by uh, Will Sampson. Sorry, Crazy Horse played by Will Sampson. He becomes almost like dishonored for crying because the white buffalo just charges through their settlement just charges through like destroying teepees and destroying like all these things that are hanging up and it impels a bunch of people just this white creature from the darkness just comes in and fucks up their land and fucks up their people hmm and <laughs> and, and unfortunately also a baby dies right and so the woman comes over to Crazy Horse, who's a chief, I believe, and um, and he and she tells him like the, the baby's in the stars, you know, we lost the baby, and he kind of does this this yelping yell, and kind of he looks he's incredibly emotional. I wouldn't consider it crying. I would consider it like mourning out loud. I don't know. Similar to Darth Vader when he became Vader and he was just like, no, like kind of like that, you know. But anyway, uh, his father did not like that. And so he meets with his, his father and his father tells him, yeah, dude, so you know how you have this really cool name, Crazy Horse? Everyone loves it, right? Well, I heard you cried, so we're going to call you Worm now. Super pissed. I would have been super mad. I was like, come on, man. Can't you make it AKA worm? And everyone just called me crazy horse and just, you know, we just have it there tagged at the end. But no, it becomes worm until he can go kill the buffalo, uh, skin that motherfucker, and then wrap the baby in that fur. And then, because right now the, the baby's considered to be like in a purgatory situation because, um, it was such an innocent life and it was killed by the white buffalo and now it's like it can't i guess its soul can't go to heaven or wherever they want it to go <laughs> it's like almost an unfinished business situation that baby has unfinished business that baby so the baby can't as a ghost i feel like a ghost baby isn't as powerful as a adult baby so the ghost baby needs crazy horse's help in killing this freaking buffalo. And then once it's wrapped in its fur of this, of the, you know, from the carcass of this white buffalo, 
you know, once it's wrapped, then it, it's free to go. And it's always a free spirit, you know. So that there you go. There's a good little summary of the whole situation going on with uh, Crazy Horse. But eventually their paths intercede. A co- they intercede a couple times in the film. But primarily one of the most important parts is when Crazy Horse kind of rides up on both uh, Charlie and, and Hickok. They're eating beans. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and he's looking down at them. He actually has like the higher ground. Once again, Star Wars. I've got the higher ground. And he is about to shoot him. And then he decides to just kind of chant and like, I think he knows why they're out there. I think he knows that they're out there at a similar mission. And also, I don't think they're in the same area as his tribe because then later on in the film, uh, Crazy Horse starts getting attacked by a rival native tribe that's in the area because he's not he's in the wrong he's not in his territory anymore because he's trying to hunt this buffalo. So he's going across territories to find it. And for some reason, it's like 15 against one and Charlie and Hickok are there. And I guess Haycock sympathizes for him, and he can see what he's doing. He can tell that he's skilled and that he's there for a reason. So Haycock actually saves him, kills a bunch of dudes. Charlie helps out a little bit. Charlie's incredibly reluctant. He's a super racist against Native Americans. He is. He says so many. There's a lot of racist Native American terms uh, throughout this film. So if that bothers you probably don't bother watching this movie but it is trying to capture what yeah, how people referred to natives back then so you know take it or leave it but charlie's not a big fan but he does win charlie over a little bit later when they're in a cave and uh cuz they have this this, this fight with whispering jack and his men out in the freaking middle of nowhere. And I guess because, well, not, not I guess, I know, because Hickok helped Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse comes through and just like uses a bow and arrow and just fucks up two of these dudes. He, he kills Kylie and he kills this other guy that kind of looks like Steve Buscemi. Um, and he just kills them. So cool. Seeing a native kill a couple white guys. <laughs> I just bet it looked cool. <laughs> like he did a really good job. Like just the the whole bow and arrow shit. I I don't know. I have to think for bow and arrows. They're cool. So he grabs a long rifle from I think Kylene, and they go into the cave. Um, he reluctantly like agrees to go with Hickok and join their party because they realize they're both looking for the same thing. And they go into the cave. He gives the long rifle to Hickok, and Hickok's like, "No, no, no! Like, I don't need that. I, I have, I already have one." He's all, "Charlie's the one that doesn't have one," so he gives it to Charlie. And so temporarily, Charlie's like, "You know what? This guy's not that bad." <laughs> and I think in exchange, he gives he gives Crazy Horse like a some kind of like a almost like a Bowie knife or something, dagger or whatever. So. They have a talk, and this is when they get they, – they do kind of dig into where Crazy Horse kind of asks him, like, like, yo, why why is, why is the white man, like, fucking with us? Like, why why are y'all invading our land? And he he's – because Hickok tells him, like, all, the, all that you believe about us is part of your, your culture, your story, 
your truth. He doesn't say it like that. Um, I believe he calls it red truth. Ugh. And he's like, it's part of your truth, but you know, the white truth is different. And so Crazy Horse is like, well, tell me the white truth. And <laughs> and Hickok's basically, well, we got a lot of guns, got a lot of weapons. There's a lot of us. And, you know, you y'all used to invade each other and you you earned your territory back then. And now that's basically what we're doing. We just happen to be different cultures. You know, it's all very sad, honestly, just the way it is like just I mean, basically, Hickok just describes imperialism, like I mentioned in the cold open. And doesn't really come out with any good feelings that's for sure it's just like oh it's just the inevitability of it all it's just depressing as shit anyway we get to the action scene the big scene in the end of the movie when there's the standoff with the white buff this is what i call, i call him white buff it's kind of fun and because Hickox, they they arrive and he's like, I recognize this is from my dream. I recognize this. There's that little rabbit. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say that, but have you ever read like Deja Vu where it's just something that weird? It's just like, oh, like that dog. I recognize that dog doing that specific thing. I don't know. I get Deja Vu a lot. It sucks. It's, it's very weird. Anyway, they they have this huge fight. Buffalo comes crashing through. Hickok has the the shot. He's ready to shoot this dude. But something happened with his gun where the inside of where the trigger at where the trigger was at froze. Like there's just a block of ice so he can't get his finger into the trigger. And so he's like, "Oh shit." So he has to dive out of the way. Crazy Horse jumps on the buffalo and starts stabbing it with arrows. Just boom 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 pretty brutal uh there there is some gore in this movie it's not over the top gore but there is some mostly that's it mostly that scene where the white buffalo is running through the through uh the tribe's territory like it's really rough but yeah crazy horse is trying his best he's just using arrows and eventually hickok um is able to use his gun and he shoots that thing dead when it comes out one last time. Because it kind of runs away. But then it comes back. It like had a second wind or some shit. I don't know. It just didn't want to give up. I don't know why this white buffalo is so angry. The only thing I could think of. Like why is it a, a man killer? Um, and the only thing I could think of is the movie does show you. When Hickok first arrives at Cheyenne. There's this, like, giant, giant fucking pile of bones. Like, a mound of bones, right? And Hickok asks for somebody. I can't remember who he asked. But he asks somebody, like, what the fuck is all this? And the dude's like, oh, that's that's some, uh, the bones of 60,000 some odds. It was, like, something like that. It was, like, way up there. Like, 60,000 buffalo that once roamed Kansas. I'm like, geez, what the fuck are they doing with all these buffalo? And why are their bones piled so close to town? Put, put them in a little landfill somewhere. Geez, it, it kind of, you know what it reminded me of? And once again, I don't know why I'm going back to this all the time. In The Lion King, when, when Mufasa's like, yeah, don't go over there where all those bones are at, Simba. <laughs> it's dangerous shit, man. There's hyenas and shit. 
Um, Whoopi Goldberg's out there. Just be careful, man. Uh, and so <laughs> that's what it looks like. So I don't know if the white buffalo is like, yo, man, you, you like fucking massacred all my fellow buffs, you know, and I'm here to debuff you, bitch. So I don't know what it is. I'm sure the novel maybe has more because this is based off a novel written by the same person that I believe uh, wrote this the movie as well. I could be wrong, but I did remember reading something that the book was also kind of not received incredibly well. Like there's a lot of potential, kind of like the film. There's a lot of potential, but it wasn't received incredibly well. But eventually they kill the buffalo. There's a little bit of a squabble into like who's going to get the buffalo. Because obviously, Crazy Horse needs that freaking – he needs the, the fur. But that buffalo is worth $2,000 or some odd like that. And that's a lot of freaking money. And they, that's like – I don't even want to – I don't even know. I guess that would be close to what? Half a mil or something like that now? Who knows? And instead, Hickok wants to just give it up to Crazy Horse. And Charlie's like, fuck that, dude. That's $2,000. Like, screw that. And Hickok's like, I'll make you the money later. Like, don't worry about it. And Charlie looks like he wants to shoot Crazy Horse because, in fact, he was going to just shoot Crazy Horse. He's almost killed Crazy Horse like three other times. And then Hickok tells him, no, I'm actually trying to work with them. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. We're just so used to tricking these Native Americans and killing them. (laughs) Just old habits die hard there, Hickok. So Charlie tells him, like, it's the end of our friendship. Goodbye. Then it's really weird because because Crazy Horse comes up to Hickok and says, oh, you've lost your friend. And Hickok's like, yeah, yeah. And he then he tells him, but you've gained a new friend. And they shake hands. They shake hands in the weirdest way. I guess this is like maybe this was a native tradition. But the way they shook hands is like kind of the way you would like, I don't know, um, tell your grandma you're sorry, like at the funeral for her loss. Then like you like grab both their hands. Like your right hand grabs her right hand and your left hand grabs her left hand and you kind of like hold your arms out. I don't know. I've never done that to a grab ball. But I've, I've, it just seems like such a like gentle way to acknowledge something. I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever done that, but I've seen it done um, if y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, they do that. But then like two seconds later, uh, Crazy Horse realizes that this isn't this guy's name isn't Otis. This is. You know, Bill Hickok, well, Bill Hickok. And he's like, dude, you're the guy that killed the whispering guy uh, in my tribe. And um, I hate you, dude. You're like, he was important and you fucking killed him. So this is like one of those like minute to win it friendships here. And I don't ever want to see you again. And if we cross paths, you're just the white guy and you're the enemy. So I'm going to try to kill you. Just letting you know. And Hickok agrees. And he goes, all right, bye forever. <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> so. So Crazy Horse grabs the his stuff and the fur and drags it all off. I don't like that the movie doesn't show us him wrap up the baby and set it free. I feel like it would have been like an emotional thing, but they don't do that. They just end it. I believe it just ends with Hickok standing there in the middle of the snow. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, as you know, <laughs> I was trying to remember what's next. <laughs> How do I not know? As you know, I like to do a quick impression of the movies I covered. It's the same way I like to go quick impressions. Quick impressions. Long hair. We must make our water on these stones. Long hair. 
We must make our water among these stones. That's a scene from the White Buffalo where Crazy Horse tells Hickok, hey, let's piss on this rock here because uh, that's the way the wolves hunt. and that, I mean, that's, that's what wolves do. And it'll let the buffalo know that, you know, maybe it won't it won't think we're around here. It just thinks the wolves are around here, or something like that. I don't know. But either way, I'm now next time I'm at a bar and I've broken the seal. I'm gonna tell my friend, "Hey, yo, Chris, we must make our water among these toilets." <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that was. As you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustache. You got the full Fu Manchu recommendation for hell yeah. The walrus mustache recommendation for pretty damn good. The horseshoe mustache for eh, not bad. And of course, the dreaded Hitler mustache for burn this movie in hell. This movie's difficult. I think there's some good things in there, but man, I was watching it. I was watching the second half of it last night. And I was, it was tough. My eyes were closing on me. It was late, but, and it had been a long day, but it, it was tough. Every now and then I would wake up because someone shot a shotgun or a rifle or some shit. And so then I, I kind of refresh. I washed my face, woke up a little bit. I finished it. I was like, okay, cool. But at the same time, there are some good moments in the film. There, it, it doesn't quite do anything super good, but it does some stuff okay. Bronson's performance is a little bit. I, I don't know the personality of the original, the real Hickok, but I feel like maybe he had a little more swag to him maybe maybe a little more charm uh and bronson plays this one pretty cold inside but i think he plays it like that because he's supposed to be tortured by this dream and he feels like he's losing his mind but even then he doesn't seem like he's losing his mind too much in little parts here where he wakes up from nightmares like there's a part where there's a part where he shoots him he shoots in the train and then there's another part where he shoots i think he shoots toward um he shoots a buff <laughs> of course his um sex worker friend uh What's it, Poker Jenny? She has, of course, she has a white buffalo head in the room that he's sleeping in. Why he wouldn't tell her, like, hey, can you remove that? I get really bad night terrors, and this wouldn't be good. But he has a night. He has a nightmare. He sees the white buffalo head on the wall, and he shoots at it, nearly killing her because she happened to be in the room or something like that. It was insane. But those are like the most where you see, like, okay, he's not being his full self. He, he's a little bit off. But even with all that. I still got to give this a, a mid-tier horseshoe mustache. I don't know if I'm going to see this movie again. I don't know if I'll want to see this movie again. I just think there's not enough to keep me that interested. Like It was only like an hour, maybe a little over 90 minutes, and it felt longer than that to me. So, yeah, that's what I'd give it. Kind of curious what y'all would give it if y'all seen it before. I'm curious what y'all think of The White Buffalo. Maybe I was not, I don't know, maybe I wasn't in the right mindset for it or something, but yeah, it's definitely mid-tier horseshoe for me. Anyway, you know where you can find the, the, the podcast on Instagram at Mustachioed Podcastio and on Twitter at M Podcastio. And there you can find a link tree with uh, all the links to all the stuff, including the Discord. And you can also, of course, Direct message me any movie suggestions you might have. If you're interested in guesting on the show, you can also direct message me. And for anyone that I've already talked to about being on the show, I'm getting to you. Don't worry. I will schedule something. 
If you haven't heard from me in a while, then just circle back just in case. But if it's been recent, I'm still needing to kind of schedule out these episodes. Uh, Papa Pat Castillo's been been busy. But anyway, thank you all so much. You'll have a good one. Until next time. Bye. It's the most deadly podcast you We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make jokes, and then we'll all go home.